0: Alright, good morning. Good to have George back. Uh, Minions now in full glory. Everyone back, uh, except for Mr. Gerenassi, is coming soon. Morning, Sam. Uh, so we'll get started, and basically we're going to be diving deeper into, we we're going through the halachos of Talmud Torah, of learning Torah. Um, and last week we discussed, uh, we started discussing how much a person should sleep, minimizing sleep, minimizing uh, eating, um, and we also were talking about uh, learning Torah full-time, whether a person should learn Torah full-time, should they not learn Torah full-time, um, should they engage in uh, in work in order to support themselves, to what extent. Uh, so now we're going to go much deeper into that. Um, and we're going to be on pa- the bottom of page number 4 uh, where we have the Shulchan Aruch and Si'if Chaf Aleph who says, HaTorah to- Miskayamim Misrape Atma alehem. Torah is not going to stick by somebody who is, uh, who, is, uh, who is weak in his hands Idun nor by one who uh, learns out of um, Idun is, uh, out of the delicacies of this world and uh, by spoiling himself and through eating and drinking, right? All these good foods, uh, that Torah is not going to stick by such a person. may miss only by somebody who literally kills himself over uh, over the Torah. gufo and somebody who pains his guf, tamid constantly. Ve'lo and he shouldn't give sleep to his eyes uh, and uh, and rest. To, to his eyelids, uh, right? So pretty intense, right? No no rest, no pleasures. Uh, that's the only way that Torah is going to stick, by going full force. Um, and that's a, it comes from a gemara in brachos. Samach gimel amad beis, that says, miskayamim, right? You have to be Mamis yourself uh, to fully give yourself over for the Torah. That's how Torah is going to stick when you put all of your effort and essence into into the learning Torah and you're willing to give it all up, uh, so then your mind is is like it's fully uh, engaged around the learning uh, and that's how Torah sticks by a person, that's how you Mm -hmm. have the Gedolim that they remembered everything Uh, it's because they had nothing else that took precedence over their Torah Mm -hmm. uh, and therefore this was the most important factor of their entire lives they put uh, all of their effort and energy around it uh, and that's ultimately how they're able to retain Uh, such knowledge in in their learning. Um, uh, So, what does it mean to be mamis yourself on Torah? How does Torah necessarily involve difficulty? Uh, So, one, it would be like thinking deeply uh, about your learning, right? Maybe in davar mitoch davar and you have to get to the bottom of it uh, and understand the machlokis between all the different opinions. So, it takes up a lot of brain power. Uh, it takes focus, right, which is also something difficult. Uh, so we have thinking deeply, focus, uh, a lot of brain power, uh, and, uh, being able to to keep out the distractions, also something that's very difficult. Uh something that you've already learned when you're not that motivated, right? So you got to bring up some inner motivation for your learning. Uh, so all these are ways that Torah is considered mamis, atma aleha, uh, it's something difficult, something that a person has to really apply himself to the learning. Uh, it's not something that's necessarily easy, um, and that's what Amol is. Amol is, uh, is is work. yigia is, uh, is 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 um, is reaching uh, the um, um, reaching yourself uh, for for the learning. Um, um, and when a person has that level of Amalani so then he's much less likely uh, to get distracted uh, from his learning, right? Because he's, he's fully applying himself to his learning. He's putting all of his energy, all of his kokos into the learning. Uh, so you're much less likely to get distracted. That's number one, right? When you're fully applied into the learning, you're putting your full effort into it. Uh, and you're also much more likely to remember what you're going to learn, right? Have a part of your brain called the hippocampus. Uh, and that basically blocks out uh, anything that's uh, that's not applicable uh, and, and it wants you to forget anything that you don't really need, right? Because if you do remember every single phone number you ever learned, uh, then your brain would have uh, so, much distra- so much in it. Uh, so basically, it's the filter system for your brain, right? And it decides what's important, what's not important. So the more you tell yourself this is something important, the more it's going to stick and you're going to remember it. Uh, and the more a person is putting his full effort into the learning, so now his brain, his hippocampus is saying, oh, this is something important, much more likely to remember it. Uh, if you ever looked at one of Rabovadio Yosef's, Yosef's tshuvas, uh, you'll see he literally quotes, he has a chuva where he has 1,000 different uh, maramakomos. And he's quoting these like shono. this is what he says, and like word for word. <laughs> right? So you obviously have like photographic uh, memory to the extreme, uh, it's unbelievable when you just look at all the parentheses, which are like different places where he's quoting. Uh, but it's, uh, there's a famous story where he was, um, he's, he was with a driver. Uh, he asked the driver to, uh, to stop, and back then they used pay phones. Right? So he used the pay phone right, to Uh, and, uh and, the, and the driver watches as Rabbi Yosef is calling his daughter. He called, him, he called her pretty much every single day. Uh, and uh, he had to look at his paper, at his notebook, in order to remember uh, to to remember the numbers. So he's he like, like like going down and up, and every single day, Rebbe Yosef would do this. So when Rav Yosef came, he's like, "Oh, you don't, you don't remember the number?" He's like, "I don't have place in my brain to remember to remember numbers." Uh, so this is somebody with like an amazing photographic memory who can quote a thousand chuvas word for word. Yeah. And uh, over here, he couldn't even remember his daughter's number, which he called every day. Unbelievable. Uh, so this is uh, right. He put his importance in the Torah. That's why he remembered the Torah. Uh, and you also, and you get more schar as well when you put your full effort into learning. Because we know the concept lafum tzara agra. According to the effort and the pain that one puts in, uh, that's the reward, right? No, no pain, no gain, uh, as they say. That comes from uh, that comes from Chazal. <laughs> that, that terminology. Um, okay, uh, and the Sharatian over here. Sorry, I forgot to bring down the actual quotes, but he says uh, that when a person uh, is is trying to gauge right how much um, how much pleasure should they live with in this world versus how much uh, effort and uh, kind of constricting himself from the pleasures of the world and just focusing on on Torah. So the Sharatian says that a person should ask how much somebody else would need. Uh, in order to support themselves, right? When you're trying to engage, how much uh, does a person need in order to support themselves? Look at somebody else. How much would you gauge that that person needs in order to support themselves? Uh, in order to to live properly, what's a normal amount of uh, of oneg, uh, of um, of pleasure that a person should get out of this world? Um, and basically, a pleasure is something important. We're going to kind of see the shekel over here uh, between living a life of pleasure versus, uh, right, with good foods um, and uh, and proper amount of sleep. Uh, So we're going to kind of have to gauge what the right balance is. Everybody's going to have a different balance, what they need, uh, because everybody's circumstances are are different. Uh, How much Torah they're capable of learning is different, uh, as well as what what their level, what they're used to in their circles is going to be. So we have over here, um, uh, oh, and the shach also mentions that you don't, that you don't have to only make like a, the, the most minimal amount uh, of money. A person can make uh, a little bit more than that because you're going to have emergencies, uh, and you have you have to support your kids down the line, uh, chasanas to take care of. Uh, nowadays, back then, they probably didn't have private school tuition, which was as expensive as it was. Now we also have private school tuition Uh, so while now the minimum that you need is a lot a lot easier to 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 get by uh, for a person we generally make more money than uh, than they did back then easier to make uh, the minimal amount but now we also have private school tuition uh rent costs in very popular areas back then they lived in the shtetls Uh, so things are going to be a little bit different uh, but it should be whatever the normal is for a person that a person needs to live uh, to, to work that amount uh, and the rest of the time to spend in learning. Um, but here we have the Shulchan Aruch Arav, uh, and he takes an, an interesting twist, because we saw in the Shulchan Aruch that a person should only, uh, that a person should only work uh, the minimal amount. He should make his, um, his Torah keva and his Malachto aray, meaning he should work only on the side as much as he needs to. And the Shulchan Aruch also says, um, that um, uh, that a person should only make the amount that he needs to live for that day, right? So what does that mean? A person should just make the amount, and we know the Chafetz Chaim did that kind of thing, right? He would close his shop for the day once he made enough, right? He lived with uh, that level of bitachon, uh, where he made enough money, closed his shop for the day, and then he'd spend the rest of the day learning. Right? But for your average person, uh, the shach is saying that you might need a you might need a little bit more and you need for tomorrow. And if you close your shop, not necessarily are you gonna get uh, clients coming to you the next day, right? If they see if they come to your shop, they see your clothes at one pm, who said they're gonna come the next day, right? If they can't get their hot dog casing uh, on the Friday, okay, they're gonna find uh, a new supplier. Uh, so so the, the Shach is saying that it really a person, whatever he needs, whatever is considered normal. Uh, and we, we're going to find over here the Shulchan rav is saying that only for a Talmud Chacham does, um, does he need to make his Torah learning keva uh, and only work the minimal amount possible, like just to, just to get by. Uh, but for your average person, uh, they can really make more than that. Uh, so we have over here the Shulchan Ar HaRav in source number 12, uh, and he says nasu libo if a person, is, his heart is elevated to be mekayam this mitzvah, properly he should only do the minimal amount of melecha uh, in order to live, bilvad melibo, and he should remove from himself all of the physical pleasures uh, and the good foods um, and the comfortable couches uh, and all the comforts of life and the big house. Uh, so, all of that he should leave aside. As the Chachamim say, This is the way of Torah. Just eat bread and salt, right? Bare minimum. Uh, just the core calories that you need. Uh, and you should, um, not sure what that word is, I believe it's a typo. Uh, Oh, Mayan. Okay, umayan bimisha tisha. It's and sleep on the ground, right? Don't even buy a mattress. Just uh, just bare minimum what you need, which might be good for your back. Uh, and live a, a life of pain. Uh, and just be amol. Gave your full effort into the Torah. He says, and don't worry about, uh, you're going to be like, oh, but my wife and kids, they should uh, be comfortable. He says, you don't have to worry about them more than your own life. Uh, and, and they can be part of the equation um, of being Moser Nefesh for Torah. And just for these bare minimum amount of what you need to live, uh, just a malacha, like a side hustle. Uh, just an arai kind of business uh, is going to be enough. The Yeshua's Hashem, Atslachaso, Bali, Haskaras, and Nisim, and the Yeshua Hashem will help you. Uh, without You don't need miracles in order to survive. Hashem can take care of you uh, just by working a few hours a day and fully applying to yourself, yourself to learning. Wow, pretty extreme, right? Intense. But then he says, This is all by a Talmud Chacham. And he's quoting from here the, the Shla in Mesach uh, Eskulin that this is talking about, referring to Talmud Chacham when we say that you should go full force. Very bare minimum level of of living, whatever you can get by a few hours of work to make that bare minimum, and the rest in learning. That's talking about attalmahkhakam, uh, Shalamad, oi that that uh, that he learned already. oy Shaita Yafe. Uh, or his, uh, it's the, it's a good time for him a matzliach and he sees he's really being matzliach and his talmud he's really grasping the learning and he sees potential for him to be a real talmud chacham to learn all of talmud like the great uh, sages of the 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 Rush, the of but somebody who can't reach that level of learning zusha Yucha, talmud where you can learn the reasonings of the uh, and the sources from uh, and the sources behind them uh, even if he's only able to learn uh, things that come to Misa, um, and he's only able to learn halachas psukos, like uh, poskim, and halacha, like we're learning. Af im keva kotzer Daita, the Nikra Uh So even though he's, he, he he makes his uh, his Torah keva, adam uh, matasi, we find in the pasuk that uh, it's one out of a thousand that reach uh, the highest levels of learning and they're really able to grasp everything. Uh Aleph Nichnasim Lamiker, Yotam Mea, a thousand uh they can learn Psukam uh, they go they try learning Psukim, but only a hundred of them are re- are really Matsliak Meya Nichnasim La uh, and then so the ratios go down and down. la for Mishnah. lachayos chayetzar. So such a person, he's saying, is not required to live a life of of pain, uh, of real minimum pleasure, uh, and to just work the bare minimum. Velasos melachto arayan to make his business only very a side thing. laharbo our burio uh in order to. Uh, be able to learn more, if he's not fully understanding it and not getting it 100% clear to begin with, so then he's not obligated uh, to just work the minimum amount of time uh, and to live the most simple lifestyle. A uh, person's not required to do that only if he's a Talmud Chacham. Shehu limud halachas uh to learn halachas Um But he says, V'gam asid k'moshin isbaru l'mayla, v'gam asid l'shakacho, ela'im kein osa midas for avas Torah. If a person wants to, he can, right? It's Aminus Hasidus, chose his love for Torah, that he's willing to be Moser Nefesh. Uh, but a person is not required to quit their job uh, in Sydney, move to Eretz Yisrael, uh, learn in the mirror for eight hours a day, and just work the bare minimum, whatever he can pull together, live in the most simple... Uh, 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 one of those apartments there, right? A single room apartment with five kids. A uh, person's not required to do that, right? Just the uh, bread, milk, and eggs. Uh, so a person's not required to live that kind of lifestyle. Of living, that's all you can yeah, probably. If he goes for a does he have to declare to his potential wife that this is the lifestyle he's going to choose? Yes, you definitely recommended <laughs> that you find that you find the girl who's going to sign up for that kind of lifestyle <laughs> if, if the person wants to live a life of Talmud Chacham uh, that's, what, that's really what you're signing up for uh, and that's why you find like Rebbe they marry other uh, into other families of Talmide Chachamim um, because what that kind of lifestyle takes from a, from a woman it's, uh, it's very intense, right? Uh, you're not your average person, right? He's waking up at uh, 4, uh, 4 a.m., going to sleep at 1 a.m., and he's not very available for the house. Uh, so somebody like Rabbi Yashiv, like uh, Rav Chaim Kanievsky, uh, the, the great Talmide Chachamim, uh, they have this very intense lifestyle. It takes a lot. Uh, the the woman has to be like fully on board. Uh, and, right? She's going to have to be there preparing Shabbos, putting in everything. Uh, so, I, but there's women who want to live that kind of, uh, with that kind of intensity uh, to support their their husband's learning Torah full time. Uh, so that's what it takes out of the, and therefore to be saying it's a good idea. <laughs> uh, you say I want to live this kind of lifestyle, uh, and this is common common practice. You say, oh, I want to learn, I want to have, you know, learn for X amount of years, uh, and then go into work, or I want to learn for life, right? You have lifetime learners. Uh, they want to live that kind of lifestyle, and then within that, there's lifetimes lear- learners who have more support, and there's ones who don't have uh, support. And what that means, not having support, is that uh, you are generally going to have to live on on the bare minimum uh, and really be maimed in and moser nefesh uh, for for the learning. <coughs> um so a woman should make you should make sure that you find uh and there shouldn't just be she's on like a high from seminary right like oh yeah i want a full-time learner for life (laughs) i don't care about some of the support Uh, and then sometimes five years down the line they're like oh this is what it actually means on a day-to-day right you know i have like five of my kids crammed into this tiny apartment going crazy Uh, i can't buy the you know the cool snacks that all their friends have uh, so that's often what it what it means, uh, and and that's when things get sticky, and uh, when and when you might have to you know change uh, if they're really not supporting themselves, then you would have to change and support the family properly. Um, okay. Um, so 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 th- should this mean right that this living a, a life of paspa uh, tuchal the bare minimum? Should this mean that a person should never enjoy himself, uh, shouldn't enjoy food, etc. Um, so we have the Mishnah Bura. Uh, the Mishnah Berurah quotes the Yerushalmi that it's a mitzvah uh, to eat every new fruit every year uh, to show that you're uh, excited about Hashem's world. Uh, so you do find concepts of enjoying this this uh, this world, uh, but not as a as a means in and of itself, right? So not just enjoying this world. Whenever a person enjoys this world, it should be as a means of either getting energy to to do mitzvot right? Uh, uh, dopamine, which is uh, the pleasure molecule that we get from good food, from sleep, from pleasure. Uh, so uh, all of that is, it's energizing, right? It energizes us and it motivates us uh, to pursue it, uh, to per- pursue that pleasure, uh, right? So if you attach uh, a certain level of pleasure to a good habit that you want to build, uh, like every time I go to learn, I'm going to get to Tashachis at 6.30, I'm going to get an amazing coffee, right? so that's a huge motivator for a person. Uh, now you're energizing that, uh, that behavior. Uh, so if you want to energize your learning, often it might be a good thing to, to attach some kind of pleasure. That's also why uh, onig is very correlated to Shabbos. Uh, right? It's supposed to be a time of Oneg, a uh, time of, uh, of pleasure. Uh, so that's why all the good foods we find by Hillel and Shimai, they would save it for Shabbos. Uh, they had different hanahagos of how they would do it, uh, but ultimately both Hillel and Shammai uh, they put their uh, their their pleasures uh, instead of having it during the rest of the week. they would only save the meat for Shabbos, uh, and if yeah, um, so so they would attach that pleasure to Shabbos. Uh, so it could be very energizing, right? It's meant to energize a person, the pleasures of this world. Uh, and that's why the Mishnah Bruh is saying, yeah, a new fruit, right? A person should engage, energize himself with that new fruit. Uh, the Mesila Sisharim and uh, and Yud-Gimel has a whole uh, perak on Precious. Uh, and he talks about, um, it's one of the higher levels. Basically, the Mesila Sisharim is set up with the ladder of Rav Pinchas Ben-Yair, uh, which are all the stages that a person needs to go through in order to reach nevuah. Uh, which is the the final stage. So nevuah was basically a ladder that a person would climb. They would go through all these different levels of inner work, uh, and they were, when they would get to the final let, the the final uh, stage, uh, then Hashem then they they would be fit for Hashem to to pass through them, fully in touch with who they are, uh, and Hashem would uh, would would reveal Himself through a person. Uh, and um, in perakut Gimel, which is already one of the higher levels of the ladder, he talks about precious that ultimately a person needs to be poorish, separate himself from the pleasures, because as we mentioned, pleasures are going to be distracting, you're not going to be able to reach your full potential, uh, if you're constantly distracted, right? and you need to fix uh, your uh, perfect coffee in the morning, I'm just talking to myself, uh, <laughs> uh, your perfect coffee and you need, uh, you know, this kind of food and to prepare your whole lunch, you know, just the perfect way. Uh, so it can be distracting um, for a person, ultimately he has to be poorish uh, in order to fully apply himself into ruchnius. Uh So the Sisharm uh, has a whole parik on that, uh, but he says that the pleasures that a person needs in order to keep himself going, it's okay. You know, if you if you take pleasures in in, in your breakfast uh, or whatever, you need to keep going, just not to do more than is, is necessary for a person. So again, the me Shalom is talking on one of the higher levels that a person uh, should ultimately reach, um, and a person should be maimed in the pleasures of this world because they're going to be distracting, they're going to take uh, they're going to take motivation and headspace from you, um, but uh, the, the, what a person does need to live a healthy lifestyle, right? Yeah, a person needs to, to have relations with, the, with his wife. Right? He needs to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, what, however many calories uh, he deems he should eat, right? 2,000, or if you're on calorie restriction, maybe a little bit less. Uh, so, uh, so a person needs that, that amount of calories and then, therefore a person could enjoy himself in the process, uh, but not to make it a means in and of itself but just a means to an end, uh, and it should all be in order for a person to energize himself from Hashem. Uh, and that's also what we find in Mesilus Yischarim at the end of Ch- of uh, Parak Aleph. Uh, this is source number thirteen. He says, "Va'noasa olam, mm-hmm. the pleasures of this world in they should only be to him. el le'azer l'siyua Bilva, they should only be a means to an end, getting you to somewhere else." Uh, so that he can be calm, yishuv das, and his mind can be relaxed, Laman yucha Lafanos liboy in order that he can put his heart fully into serving Hashem. Hazos Samu tell this avoda that uh, is incumbent on him, meaning the avoda of serving Hashem. Uh, so he's saying that a person can get uh, energy from uh, from the pleasures of this world, uh, but only at, to help him. Uh, either that, it, that he can now be relaxed, right, so he's not, like, hungry and starving, uh, and now it's difficult for him to focus. Uh, but he, he can be in a state of yeshiva uh, or to energize him in, in his learning uh, and into serving Hashem better. And then he says in the, in the next paragraph, Amnam Roy lo shetia kol peniyasa rak labor uh, but he adds in a caveat over here that all of his uh, all all of his uh, of his headspace should be only for Hashem. he shouldn't have any other goal or purpose in this world. Meaning his goal and purpose shouldn't be, you know, getting that 21 year old uh, limited edition Scotch. Uh, to, so that shouldn't be his uh, his goal and purpose. Uh, it should only be a means to an end. Uh, if he feels like he needs it. Uh, to serve Hashem better. Anything he does in life, whether it be it small or big, should only be for the sake of coming closer to Hashem. And to break all of the uh, barriers that are between him and Hashem. Right? We have all these barriers, all these distractions, all these other things that are removing us from focus on Hashem. Uh, so the goal in life should be to remove all of those Fully apply himself to Hashem, and everything else should only come in and play a part as uh, as a means of getting closer to Hashem. If he feels this is going to get him closer to Hashem, uh, taking this pleasure, taking this extra nap, um, playing golf on the weekend, right? If that's going to you know relax you so that you can do uh, uh, so that you can. Uh, um, learn better, come closer to Hashem, uh, or enjoy the process and Hashem's world and creation. Right, going on that uh, Bondi to Bronte walk. Right, if you're gonna, you know, see Hashem's nature and, and uh, come closer to Hashem through it, and that's gonna be your Sunday activity. And you're keeping fit to keep your body uh, in good health, so that you can ultimately serve Hashem better. Re- release some endorphins, uh, which is gonna be healthy through exercise uh, and put you in a better state of mind. Uh, So then a person's allowed to do that, take care of himself, of course, but it should all be as a means of serving Hashem better so that you can come closer um, and reach your ultimate potential. Uh, So that's all in the Mesilla Shisham, very powerful. That uh, end of uh, Paragalaf of Mesilla Shisham is just uh, amazing. You can learn it over and over and over again. Um, Okay, Uh, and then we also have the Taz. Um, and the Taz in the next source, f- source number 14, says, The Rambam says uh, on the Pasuk, In all your ways you should know Hashem, meaning everything that you do throughout the day, a person should find Hashem in it, uh, and get to know Hashem better and better, through every single activity that he does. So he says, the That even when a person is eating and drinking, and he's uh, taking care of himself, uh, getting, uh, getting pleasure in this world, so that he can be uh, fit, strong, healthy. Uh, so if a person is doing it for the sake of serving Hashem, so that his body can be healthy, fit, in a good place, he can have mental clarity uh, and not be in a state of uh, lethargy uh, with brain fog uh, that's uh, keeping him from having clarity. Uh, so then he gets schar as if he was fasting. right? Meaning as if he was refraining, a person could also be eating and that, if that's the proper thing for him to do, uh, to properly serve Hashem, so then he gets schar as if he was uh, refraining from that same food, from those same pleasures. Uh, so a very powerful taz as well. Uh, that's saying that uh, not necessarily is the mahalach to, to refrain and restrict yourself. It could be that a, a person could get to that same place through taking care of his body. Uh, and if a person deems that that's what's necessary for serving Hashem, us uh, so ultimately get to the same level of schar as, uh, as refraining from that thing. Uh, so what we're coming out from all of this uh, is that a person can engage in the pleasure of, of this world. Has to be very careful, right? What level is the, is the right amount? Uh, we saw... Uh, we saw the charitian who says, what would you recommend to a friend right, if they were asking you? Uh, that, that should be uh, the litmus test because often we have a lot of uh, self-bias. And we're like, oh yeah, we, we really do need you know, the, <laughs> uh, the fancy scotch and the fancy coffees every morning and all that. Uh, and a person can very easily get carried away because he has the self-bias. But what would you recommend to a friend if he was asking you, you know, what's con- what would you, would you consider this pleasure, right, the 21-year-old scotch? Uh, on uh, every Tuesday night, right? Is that considered uh, something that will get me closer to Hashem or not? Uh, so how would you answer him? That's the answer that you should use for, for yourself, right? Uh, so how would you recommend to a friend? Use that same answer for yourself. Uh, and through that, a person should uh, should be able to figure out uh, what's considered necessary, what's not considered necessary. Um, we'll, we have five minutes left, so we'll just get into sleeping, how much a person should sleep, uh, on a day-to-day basis, because uh, this is also a tough question. Uh, I've asked many Rebbeim in my life, uh, and I've gone back and forth from uh, minimizing my levels of sleep uh, to getting like a full eight hours every night uh, and everything in between. Uh, and I've kind of like tested the playing field of uh, what's the right amount of sleep for me. Uh, so let's see what the, the Shulchan Aruch says. Uh, so the, we, we saw already the Shulchan Aruch, uh in S- if Chafalef that says... Um, that a person should, um, uh, he says, right. you shouldn't give any sleep to his eyes uh, or rest to his eyelids. Right? Very intense. It sounds like a person shouldn't sleep at all. Right? Minimize as little sleep as you can. Problem is that it's not going to be that functional the next day. Right? We we know the the zombie uh, when your when your kid wakes you up in the middle of the night. Uh, or uh, when you can't fall asleep, or once you pass 60, uh, then uh, it's you often wake up 3 a.m. Difficult to, to, to go back to sleep. Um, my father-in-law, right? Many many different people have this, uh, right? Once you hit the 60 age. We know that uh, sleep becomes a real commodity, uh, and then unfortunately that affects your next day, right? The next day you don't have that same mental clarity, you don't have that same amount of energy, uh, same level of motivation, right? You're going to be less motivated. Uh, so sleep does a lot for a person. Uh, so let's see what the Taz says uh, regarding uh, what the Shulchan Aruch says about sleep. Should a person really just get the bare minimum, be living off two hours of sleep every night? That can't be healthy. Um says the Taz in source number 15. We see that the Rambam says, he gets schar as if he was uh, as if he was fasting. You have that they minimize their level of sleep. They get the minimum amount that they need possible. And then you have on the flip side, other side of the coin, you have other Tamidah that they actually get a lot of sleep. So that they have this extra... Uh, amount of energy uh, and um, and fierceness and uh, and they're motivated. And this guy who's getting a lot of sleep, he can learn in one hour what the other Talmud Chacham, who's uh, minimizing his levels and restricting his sleep levels, he can learn in one hour what that person's learning in two hours. Right. So yes, he has less time out of his day because he spent... Uh, extra six hours learning, but his mind is that much more fresh and sharp, and he's able to retain so much more, and he's more motivated, and he feels good, and therefore he's able to learn in one hour and retain and have a lot more retention uh, than the other person. So yes, he might be getting losing more hours, but he has more retention, so maybe it's a, it's a good payoff. Does he sleep on a high level? did he sleep through the Rabbi's shield? Uh, <laughs> <to> me, yes. <laughs> Because uh, your brain subconsciously uh, <laughs> absorbing Torah. Subliminal uh? message. Yeah, subliminal messaging. <laughs> Not recommended <laughs> to sleep through the rabbis here. Uh, see, it's good I'm giving the shear in the morning. Right? The the hardest is the rabbis who give the drush a Friday night. Uh, Friday night, half of the half of the people are passed out. It's uh, our uh, um, um, Okay, so he's getting in one hour what the other Talmud is getting in two hours. And he says over here, the Taz, Yes, both of them are going to get equal amount of skar, right? Because they're both doing it as the Mitzil HaShasharim said, for the sake of serving Hashem better. The one who's getting more sleep is saying, ah, I need that sleep to get extra energy to serve Hashem. So he's getting schar as if he was getting, as if he put in all the effort and was restricting his amount of sleep. Uh, And then the other Talmud Chacham, he's actually, you know, going, minimizing his sleep, putting in all that effort, uh, and really pushing himself despite how tired he is. He's also going to get an amazing amount of schar because he's putting in the effort. Uh, so both of them are going to get equal amount of Sar. Al-kein Amr, shav lachem, uh, this is why the Prophet says, Shav uh, you're doing this for no reason. Uh you're doing it for no reason, Shatam, mashkim baboker, because you're being mitzari yourself. You're waking up early in the morning, 2 a.m. Um, after Shabbos, you're waking up at night, matim shinasem, and they're being memite, their amount of sleep, Zeh uh, but it's for uh, they don't need to be doing that, because they can get the same amount of schar, getting proper sleep. Uh and, uh and and um, and and being more effective in their learning kikan yitna sham le'edido sheina de haynu mishe yashan harbek de shey because somebody who sleeps a lot in order that his uh, mind should be strong in torah no sin lo kedesh uh, barchu el chol ko batara shemo grant him his portion in torah kimo osho sheme mit besheno mitzar atsmo just like the person who uh, is depriving himself from sleep uh, and only doing the bare minimum, and he's being mitzari himself. He's painting himself to get less sleep and still keep going. Ki uh, hakol, right? That is feeling when you're super tired and oh, I gotta keep going, gotta keep going. Ki uh, hakol because everything goes after a person's intentions. So the Taz is saying yes. He shows, highlights two different paths of taming and he's saying they both get equal amount of schar, But he's saying why would you wanna, why would you wanna limit yourself? if you're getting the same amount of scar, really uh, getting the proper amount of sleep and having full energy, this seems to be, it's the path of least resistance easier path, uh, plus you get the same amount of scar. so definitely the path to take would be to, uh, to, to get the proper amount of sleep um, Except that it's harder to uh, focus your, your purpose for sleep to just, you know, the, why, why am I sleeping? Just so that I have the energy to learn yeah. I mean, so, so someone who sleeps a longer, he sleeps less. So yeah. His, his mamiot doesn't have to have that intention. They're just learning. Right. Uh, so Gabriel uh, saying it's easier for him to, to uh, have the goal in mind. I Meaning, because once you're getting eight hours of sleep, okay, so now. So uh, you enjoy that sleep. Yeah. For the wrong reasons. <laughs> so it's easier to get caught in the, right, in the wrong reasons. As opposed to the person who's, who's restricting his sleep. Uh, so then he knows why he's restricting his his sleep and he has his purpose in mind cuz otherwise he's just going to give in and sleep those extra hours making a good point uh, that it's easier to say keep your keep your eye on the goal <laughs> um, okay uh so he, yeah he doesn't mention it for some reason but yeah. uh he's assuming that oh, you're for sure going to have good intentions when you're when you're getting your 8 out I'll take it uh, so we have the Rambam. Rambam recommends eight hours, right? What's the exact amount of sleep uh, that's recommended? Rambam recommends eight hours. He brings an asmachla, which is like a hint from a pasuk. It's not a pasuk that's telling you to get eight hours. Uh, but the pasuk says, Yashanti uz, yanuachli. When I sleep uz, so then I will get rest. So he says, Uz is the Gematria Aleph and Zion, which is uh, one plus seven, eight. So he's saying the magic number is eight. A person should strive to get eight hours of sleep every night. Uh, As an aside, the Rambam never got eight hours of sleep, he recommends getting eight hours of sleep. If you look at his schedule, he has in one of his chuvas where he prints, uh, he shows his schedule, what he would do. Uh, He'd have to travel like an hour and a half to go to the Sultan, and then all this advisory things, would take him his full day. Uh, Then when he would leave, uh, all the the nobles would then start uh, catching him on his way out, uh, and they would ask him questions for another two hours. Uh, and then he said by the time he would get home, he would answer Shila's while he was lying down because he had no energy. Uh, he was completely finished. Uh, <laughs> and then he, he got like a few hours of sleep and then he'd have to wake up super early way before uh, sunrise in order to make it to, back to, uh, from his town where, where all the Jews lived to where the Sultan was. Uh, so he had an insane schedule. Uh, very difficult for him to learn during, during those years. Uh, when the Rambam did write Mishnah Torah, people think, Rambam, oh, he's like the prime example of somebody who learned and, and worked. He worked as a doctor and a sol- for a sultan, and he was an advisor. Uh, but uh, that w- when the Rambam wrote Mishneh Torah, that's when his brother uh, was, was supporting him, and he was able to learn full time. Uh, this was a later stage of his life, after he already wrote the Mishneh Torah, that he was working for the sultan, that's his brother passed away. He, uh, he, uh, his, him and his ship drowned, lost all their money. Uh, and now he had to start working again, that's when the Rambam started working as a doctor. Uh, so I, if a person really wants to apply himself in learning, uh, right, it's not so simple to balance working and learning. Uh, the Rambam struggled to do that in the later years of his life. Um, but he, he writes this, uh, you know, a person should strive to get eight hours, but he almost never got eight hours himself. I don't know if he ever did. Um, so. Um, yeah, and the Yaivetz writes that eight hours isn't like a hard number, that a person should always get eight hours, uh, but it's around the amount that an Bainoni should get, person has to gauge exactly how much, uh, how much his, he needs. Um, okay, we'll continue. It's already 8 o'clock. So, uh, we'll continue around the topic of uh, how much sleep a person should get, and we'll continue next Tuesday. Shkoiach, everybody. Have an amazing day. Get lots of energy. Use your kochos for serving Hashem, uh, and to work for with that intention in mind. Shkoiach.